Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. I'm your host, Lee Greenwood. And this week we're back having another chat. A friend of mine from up in Canada, Dirk Doenbos. He's uh, Rope Access for far too long, uh, somewhere over 20 years, I believe. He's got some interesting stories to tell us. He's worked a little bit uh, over in the UK, uh, mainly in Canada over the last sort of 15, 16 years, I think. And now he's developing some uh, some new products that are pretty interesting and exciting. So we're going to have a little chat about those. But this is mainly about some jobs that he's worked on and things like that. So uh, let's get straight into it. Hey, Lee. How's it going? Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, all good here, bud. All good. Um, just wanted to bring you in on this episode just to have a chat about sort of who you are, where you've come from in rope access and how you got into it. And then uh, chat a few, a couple of questions about... Um, what's been going on in your career and uh, why and, and where and all of that stuff. So uh, if you're cool with that, I might just start throwing the first question at you. Yeah, yeah, so, that sounds good, man. Yeah, back in 1999, I went traveling over to the UK and uh, hung out with a bunch of rock climbers, really, is kind of what it was. And me and a, me and a good buddy uh, had some aspirations to become rope access technicians because we saw all our friends doing it. And uh, it was kind of a means to an end, and we really enjoyed the travel that it offered. And yeah, kind of got into it over in the UK. Um, did it over there for a couple of years, became a level two. A lot of interesting projects above and underground over there. And uh, when I got back into Canada, kind of came away from it actually for about a year, 10 months or a year. And um, there was only one rope access company in Canada in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and uh, remote access technology. Um, they were on the east coast of Halifax, Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, and I uh, kind of worked with them in the earlier days uh, for a few uh, years when they opened a Calgary office and um, been with them for many, many years. Became their training manager, lead trainer, instructor, uh, compliance manager for a, a stint as well. And um, after that, I uh, started assessing in 2014. And um, nowadays, most of my time is kind of taken up with assessing, traveling around, doing that, taking care of my kiddo, and uh, a little bit of product uh, development as well. So it's kind of the bulk of it, really. That's me in rope access. There's uh, 20 years summed up in about uh, two minutes. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you mentioned uh, product uh, development. Uh, what's going on with that? What are you doing there? Well... Yeah, uh, you know, the, the industry's changing as we learn, as we evolve, you know, our procedures change, the way we see things, it changes. What we do, it changes, and we educate ourselves. You know, the advent of the internet, everybody everybody has access to this knowledge, and, you know, like, we're, we're just a smarter uh, community as a whole. And, you know, I've, I've been working in this industry a little bit, and uh, I just saw a couple of holes in the industry, and I thought edge management was something that could be addressed something that we could be doing better. Um, so I'll give full props to where I got the idea from. Mac Pro, of course, was one of the first out there. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a fantastic device. It still is. There's other ones out there as well. Some, uh, <clears throat> some require tools. Some are ultimately, uh, you know, a little bit heavy. Um, and, yeah, I just came up with an idea. I just thought we could be doing it better. So I came up with this thing and... Um, put it out there and it's being received well so and the conversation is growing as well uh, which i like the most you know because people are changing the way they think about edge pro 
So, uh, Dirk, I think you're going to have to name drop. You're going to have to tell us what your thing is. <laughs> uh, the Vortex. The Vortex and The Edge. Those are two uh, products that I've come up with over the past uh, you know, year and a half, two years. They, they're 3D printed, which is a key feature. I can send this product pretty much anywhere around the globe and print it like paper. Send the file, have it sent to your office. I think, Lee, we've uh, done this ourselves. Um, you know, it's an interesting business model. It's working. And, uh, and like I say, it's ultimately evolving the conversation about edge management and rope access and changing the way that guys think about it. Bend radius is important. 100%, um, you know, 100% security. It's not moving. That's important. Uh, ease of install, no tools, super light material, all those things. Fantastic, fantastic. I think I'll definitely have to get you in for an episode <laughs> and we'll get some videos attached to it as well and we can have a real big chat about that. Um, yeah. Which will be awesome if you're keen on that. Mm-hmm, 100%. Um, well, I'm going to uh, run straight into the uh, to the big question of the day. Uh, what's the best job you've ever worked on in rope access and why was it such a great job? Mm, yeah, you know, it's a tough one. It's a hard one to kind of determine, but, you know, there's a couple um, for me. Megadome, uh, we, you know, working with remote access technology up in Fort McMurray, Alberta, we came up with um, a project to, you know, enclose a, a series of wellheads uh, for a climate controlled space. And that project stood out. We were there for months off and on. Uh, you know, it was, it's the crew. That one was a lot of fun. High exposure, big big equipment, you know, turnbuckles the size of me, uh, shackles the size of my leg, you know, like big, big pieces of equipment. But the crews that we worked with as well were pretty incredible. That was always fun going up there, coming home. It was always nice going back. Um, you know, that, that one always stood out for me. It's still kind of a highlight of my career, I think. Um, other ones, you know, in my, earlier in my career, Manchester Stadium, the, the Man, Man United uh, football grounds in Manchester. Um, that was that was early on. Um, I was level one, one of my first jobs. You know, three hundred foot uh, plates uh, to climb up to. Uh, you know, one three hundred foot jug. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, being up that high, we were grease painting painting those cables, covering them with uh, kind of like a, a painted lubricant. And um, another one actually that comes to mind, Lee, that I actually forgot about um, as we were talking earlier on there is. Uh, I did this art installation project with uh, a, an Australian artist in Manchester in the Telford Keys um, called, uh, it was a company called Bamboo Co. And we made a, a four level uh, structure made out of uh, bamboo uh, with old uh, Vietnamese or, you know, Thai lashing techniques, putting this thing together. But climbing around that was pretty incredible and putting that thing together was really quite cool. We were housed in, a, in an old convent you know, again, but the, it was it was the people. You know, it was the people. The, those guys were from all over the world, and they were all you know, circus people and and uh, just superstar folks. You know, it was a lot of fun. So that one that one's actually a pretty good highlight. But there's so many, isn't there? You know. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think it's the hardest question I could ask anybody. Tell me your, your <laughs> most favorite job. The luxury mm -hmm. we have is um, getting on so many good projects, working with uh, people. That seems to be the. The, mm -hmm. the thing that I'm noticing chatting to lots of guys about this, the different people who you get to work with, the different stories that they have. So well, that's it. You know, you're you're in camps for long periods of time. You're housed. You're you're going for food. You're doing everything. You know, you're doing 10, 12, 14 hour days sometimes and for two, three, four weeks at a time. And uh, yeah, it's got to be about the people. 
So this uh, mega dome up in Alberta that you talked about, um, was that on a, were you on a fly in, fly out swing? How did that work? Yep. Most, uh, most of the Fort McMurray projects that I was ever on was fly and fly out. Sometimes if you're up there for a month at a time, you'd, uh, you'd, you'd drive up, bring your mountain bike, bring your snowboard, depending on the season, do some day trips in between days off. But, uh, but yeah, mostly fly and fly out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And, uh, the, uh, the Manchester Stadium working at the United. It's okay. I won't get too upset that you were supporting that team from Manchester. Sorry, um, buddy. How about how about Ipswich? I painted Ipswich football grounds as well. <laughs> oh, it's, you seem to be a painter then, a greaser and a painter. Is that what your uh, your job was back then? That's what it turned out to be for a period, for sure. Yeah. Nice. And who were you working for in the UK? It was way back in the in the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think well, early two thousands, yeah, for a couple of years there, uh, that was high rise services for the bulk of it. Um, you know, um, there was a couple of other smaller outfits that used me for some window washing downtown London. Um, a couple other small ones, but mostly high uh, high rise services. Yeah, you ever heard of them? I have, I, I have, the, yeah. Colin uh, Staples and a couple others. I think they're still around. Yep, I believe they're still going, which is uh, which is mm-hmm. awesome to say they've been around for a real long time. Um, mm-hmm. And what did you, so obviously you started over in the UK with this newfangled rope access thing that all your rock climbing mates were into. Um, mm-hmm. And then you moved back to Canada. You said that you stepped away for a year or so and then got back into it. What was the, were there any sort of big differences that you noticed between working in the UK where it had been established for a long time and then coming into Canada where there was one company, as you said, who was doing it? You know, n- no, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, we were. It was. Mo- you remember the early days of being a level one lead. We weren't. We weren't paying attention to procedures or breaking strengths or safe workloads. We were just happy to be there. So it was all just monkeying around. So paying attention to that kind of thing. It was more just about more just about getting on cool projects. Um, so the, uh, you know, major differences between the between the, the you know North America and the UK. Not really. Rope access was stops and shunts at the time. It was pretty bog standard, same, same. But uh, yeah, not a big difference. No, that's awesome. And uh, where can you see yourself going? Obviously, you've got these product products that you're working on and uh, you're doing your assessing. Are you going to get yourself out there doing some fly and fly out? Or where do you see yourself heading in the next few years? Well, uh, depending on what happens with this whole COVID situation, I might be working at Starbucks, to be honest with you. <laughs> But uh, bring my daughter along, have her in the back room. Who knows? Uh, you know, Lee, you know, no. M- most of my time is spent marketing and, and, and product development. I've got two new ones coming out as well to fit uh, a 90-degree edge for the, for the edge product and then a 30-by-30, like a one-inch-by-one-inch grading offshore composite grade. So, you know, there's lots to do. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm quite busy. Uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Assessments have considerably slowed down in, in recent weeks uh, or in recent days, <laughs> hours <laughs> being canceled here, left, right and center. You know, so we're on lockdown. So things are going to change. We'll sit tight here for a bit and, um, and we'll see what happens. But no, I don't I don't foresee. I pick up projects on my own as well, Lee, in, in the Bow Valley. So you know, I'll, I'll do that kind of thing and, uh, you know, take care of the, I've got a condo as well down, downtown Calgary that I take care of once in a while. And, uh, I'm, I'm busy as I need to be. I'm nice and chill. So. Yeah. Nice. We'll nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you, uh, you flat out keeping yourself busy with all these new projects just for, uh, everybody listening in just for reference, uh, cause it may be a couple of weeks until this goes out. 
we're actually uh, recording this. Uh, I'm sitting in uh, my house in Sydney. Uh, I'm on a 14-day uh, self-isolation because I've just travelled back into the country. Um, Canada at, at the moment has closed its borders, so um, there's uh, a lot of us guys who work in the sort of rope access and flying around the world uh, have been sort of put down into a bit of a lockdown, so we're not really sure where it's going to go or what's going to happen. When you're listening to this, maybe there'll be more answers, but as we stand today where we're yeah. sitting, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting right now. That's uh, that's great chatting to you, Dirk, as always. Um, it's been too long since we've actually sat down and had a beer together, but uh, I'm hoping at some stage in the next year or so, depending on what goes on, we can definitely do that. But um, great for you to uh, come in. But one last thing just before we go, um, my standard question I think it's going to be, uh, if I could organise a time machine for you and you could go back in time to speak to yourself as a level one, what one piece of advice would you give yourself? <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, you know, I'll probably just kind of reference what I said earlier about, you know, being a dope on a rope, just kind of being a guy that wants to monkey around. In the earlier days, uh, in my late 20s, just kind of wanting early 30s, just wanting to be on the rope, you know, pay more attention to, you know, the gear that you're using, I think, you know, um, be a little more considerate of that. Do your homework, you know, think about, you know, the actual safety aspects of the work that we do um, in the earlier days. A lot of level ones are there to just have fun and, and enjoy it because the work is, you know, there's a dramatic romantic side of the whole um, rope access world. But, uh, you know, the safety aspect of, of it is uh, it's pretty pretty important as well. So may, maybe just that. Maybe turn your attention to what you're actually doing up there at 400 feet instead of just how cool it is and getting the selfie. Selfie back in the late 90s, was that even a thing? Oh, I, you know, <laughs> now I'm talking to the guys nowadays. That's what yep. I would say. To yeah. now. That's uh, you know, those days I was actually going through uh, some old 35 mil fo- uh, slide film that I had from those days, but... Uh, yeah, pay attention, pay attention. That's all I can say. Nice, that's awesome. Well, uh, thanks for chatting to me, Dirk. Um, and uh, as I say, I look forward to catching up with you real soon if we can make that happen. Uh, maybe at the RRI Tech if it goes ahead and uh, we'll definitely mm-hmm. uh, we'll definitely be chatting. Yeah, that sounds good, Lee. Thanks for having me on. You're doing a good job, man. Thanks for doing this. Well, thanks for that, Dirk. That was awesome to catch up and you share a few stories with us telling us where you've been and what you've been up to over the years, sharing some experiences with the folks out there and giving them some advice, which is great. Also good to hear about your products that you've developed, the Edge and the Vortex. And it sounds like you've got another couple of products coming out at some stage, which will be amazing. If anybody's interested in uh, any of those products, jump onto the Facebook page, Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. We'll definitely have some info on there for you where you can get hold of them and um, have a look at them so that'll be good also subscribe to the podcast so you can see when we've got new episodes coming out where uh, we're having episodes come out every week so uh, make sure you'll uh, subscribe there so you can see what's coming out new as i said uh, previously we're going to be doing some information and then some interviews um, with lots of different rope access legends that are out there but anyway for now stay safe see you soon cheers <laughs>